went into like a random gun shop. I met JJ Ricaza and he was like, you should shoot a match with me. I said, okay, I'll shoot a local match with you. I went out there and it. Yeah. So I thought I was like, like I'm good. I can, sh I'm shooting with these military guys. It was such next level that I, it humbled me to where <laughs> I was like, whoa, I literally know nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Digital Social Hour. Very special guest today, professional model, pistol shooter, and podcast host, Jamie Villamore. How's hey, it going? Good. How are you? Good. Your studio is amazing. Can't complain. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, Probably the, like one of the best I've seen. In Vegas, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I filmed at like seven studios in Vegas, but I like this one the what most. What was your favorite before this? Probably either Sticky Paws or uh, Mediographer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, John's awesome. Yeah, you film at Sticky Paws, I right? do, yeah. Yeah. I was watching some of your episodes. Very interesting show. Yeah. Dating Intelligence. Talk to me about how that sort of happened, that podcast. Um, So I actually met Christopher Lewis um, in the modeling space, I want to say like nine years ago. Mm -hmm. So um, I was modeling for a tennis brand and he's a professional tennis player. He had his own brand at that time. So that's how we linked. He started a show, um, got a hold of me and was like, hey, do you want to be a guest co-host? Mm -hmm. And I was like, eh, maybe let me like check out your show and what you have going. Um, so was the guest on his show and I'm like, yeah, I can do this like once or twice a month. Mm. So, but yeah, now just kind of like in a transition phase and we'll see, we, we have like, I think it, what makes the show good is we're like, we're opposites. Mm. So he, his values are different than mine. So we have a difference of opinion a lot. Um, so I think it, it's good. Yeah. You have very, very unique values. You, uh, got married at 18. Mm hmm two kids by 21. Was that by design or did it sort of just happen? No, I think it, it just happened for mm. me. Like, um, during that time and space, like where, where I was, like I met, um, uh, my husband at the time we were together for six months, got married, married. We had a good run. We mm -hmm. were together for 11 years. Nice. And, um, when I married him, he had, his daughter was, I want to say eight months. So she's pretty much mine. Okay. And so there's uh, three girls. Oh, so he was 18 also, or was he older? No, he was older than me. He was about five years older than me. Got it. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, I don't think I'd be responsible enough to pull that off at that age. Yeah. Props it, to you. <laughs> it's crazy because I I didn't, like part of me wanted to have kids at a young age. So when I think when we're in kindergarten, they're like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. So like during that time, I always wanted to be a mom. So people are like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a teacher. So I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. And then when life happens, like in our teenage years, um, I was like, oh, this is probably not in the cards for me. Right. Um, but yeah, I could have never imagined, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. what would have played out for me. But like now looking back, I'm so grateful. Like it's the best thing that could have ever happened for me. Really, one hundred percent. It's wow. it's made me such. I think, um, gosh, I've learned so much from my kids. Like you're supposed to grow up, and and we're like the teachers, and mm -hmm. we're supposed to guide. But I feel like um, just being a mom at a young age, like they, they were able to pour so much into me mm. and um, teach me so many life lessons. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because usually. People these days, I feel like, are waiting till like 30 now. Yeah. Would I recommend it? Absolutely not. Like, I look at my daughter <laughs> now, and I'm like, wow. At yeah. your age, I I was taking care of three kids. Mm -hmm. 
and she's in uh, nursing school. Like she's, she'll graduate next year with a bachelor's in, in nursing, but it's, it's, amazing to see the different spaces that they're in and all three of them are so successful so. amazing another thing that impressed me a lot was you're completely sober yes you live in vegas and you've never done a single never that's I, actually I, insane so define like, a I, get hard, the, like a, I get like i've never done i've never right. done um anything like that and then growing up where it was like readily available to us constantly um yeah, it's been something that I've always kind of prided myself on. Both yeah. my brothers are, um, my my youngest brother's a recovering uh, addict. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, both my parents did growing up. Like, mm. we're in, in my industry, we're around it all the time. Mm-hmm. So. so were your parents models as well? No. Oh, they weren't? No, my dad was a firefighter and my mom was a nurse, and that's how they met. Mm. So my dad was uh, burnt pretty bad in a car fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom cared for him in the hospital. They met each other and um, started their own business. Wow. And to this day, it's still like very successful here. Dang. They they kind of parted ways. And my younger brother, he you know he did a little time in the penitentiary, um, got out. He's been sober for over 10 years and he runs a business. Amazing. What type of yeah. business is it? It's construction. Okay. Yeah. It's always those old school businesses that you don't hear about on social media, but they low-key it. Yeah. Like... like and then it's funny because I pull into parking lots and I analyze everything because I grew up like with my dad helping him in his business, like mm-hmm. stripe parking lots and lines and bumper blocks. And so, yeah, I'm able, like, I know where all the fire hydrants are because wow. it's like a blue reflector. And so it's, it's funny, the things that you pick up on that nobody knows. Yeah. That's cool. You were exposed to entrepreneurship at a young age because yeah. that happened to me too. And I think okay. it really you know, benefited me yeah. to see that side of the world. What did your parents do? So but they had nine to fives, but on the side, my dad sold books on Amazon and eBay. Oh. And this was like 15 years ago. And I saw how happy it made him. So I think subconsciously, it sort of like took me down that entrepreneur path. Yeah. I think it's so important for kids to find like a niche and something that they're good at and teach them to um, create. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, I don't know if, I think the school district is the biggest I'm not like a huge fan. I agree. I mean, it just kind of teaches you to sort of blend in. And when you kind of want to escape, they don't like that. Mm -mm. We we can't like, like I I say, let's color outside the lines. Like there are no rules. mm -hmm. Like we can create our own path, but it, it, it limits kids into thinking that they have to do everything a certain way. And we don't. Right. Yeah. I just wish it was more personalized instead of just, here's what you're learning. Like yeah. it should be personalized to each student, like about what they want to learn almost. Right. Yeah. Like that would be cool. Cause I hated, I thought I hated learning, but I actually love learning. I love learning too. Like even now I like your, your guest, I wanted to pop in here and I had so many questions <laughs> yeah. because it's exciting to learn new things. Yeah. Especially health stuff. I'm all about that. 100%. Me too. I get so excited. Yeah. But people think that they're like, wow, you're weird. Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, oh, you're healthy? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like I'm not like extremely healthy because I like, I guess my vice is like Baskin Robbins. So okay. as much as I say that I'm healthy and eat clean and um, it's like to an extent, right? Right. Because everyone knows me at, like Baskin Robbins, even though I know that the, the drink has carrogenin in it and it's mm-hmm. awful for my gut, I'm still... Ice cream's tough to give up. Yeah, I don't think I could give up ice cream. Right? But I am like, I feel like I'm doing, you know, eight things right, so I can 
I can have that. Yeah. So as a model, you must be on a strict diet. I'm not. Oh, you're not? No. Really? Yeah. I thought they have to eat like barely any calories. Okay, so growing up, like I um, <clears throat> I was probably like always the fat model. So okay. um, now it's, and I hate saying it, but it's the, it's the truth. So I was probably like the bigger one. I had like a little more curves than a lot of the girls. I wasn't as tall as okay. a lot of the models. So if I listened to what everyone else said, I would never have propelled like I did in my career. Wow. So I was like too short. I was too thick. And all these things are wrong with you. But mm-hmm. it was something that I feel like it's something that found me. Like I didn't really chase that, but it's something that always presented itself mm. to me. So I was able to take it and find different avenues, if that makes sense. So at first you were getting a lot of negative feedback and denials. Was that tough on you mentally? I mean, any model hears hundreds of no's before we get a yes. So we're we're constantly um, told no, um, dismissed, we're picked apart. So it's, it's been like such a blessing for me, like in business, because I think a lot of people are like told no or, or fail and they, they stop. Mm. So for us, like you can't quit. Like we just know that not everyone is going to align with us and that's okay. And you keep moving and beauty is like so subjective, right? Mm. So someone that you think is beautiful, the next person can be like, she's so not pretty. Right. So I think I learned younger on that it's not, everyone's not going to look at you and be like, oh, she's so pretty or she has a great body. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can't please everybody. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I look at someone and I'm like, I think Giselle's beautiful. And then you ask like five other guys and they're like, oh, she's too skinny. <laughs> she is. And they pick her apart and it's so sad. But yeah. It's, you know, and there's like phases of modeling where sometimes certain years they like the short skinny ones, right? Yeah. And then now it's like curvy and then it kind of now cycles. It's, so now, you know, it's like popular now, believe it or not, is like they say heroin <sighs> chic. So now they're going back to super, super skinny. So mm. that's why everyone's like on Ozempic and trying to get super thin. So it's like, you know, trends. Mm. Yeah. I heard of people taking that, losing like 20 pounds. Yeah. I just don't think that like my body, I'm never going to be like super skinny. Like maybe you look at me and think that I'm skinny. I think you're skinny right now. Yeah. So this is the thing. So I show up to like everyday life and like I'm skinny compared to the real world. But when I show up to like a job, I'm bigger than most of the girls that are there. Are you serious? Because you're super skinny right now. Really? I I don't know. I think like yeah, I have like my arms are always like thin, upper body I'm thin. Yeah. Um, but I've always had like like meat in my trunk. You know? Okay. Like I'm like thicker down here in my legs. Got it. Oh, so, so they don't want big breasts. They want No, yeah. We they want you want like a box type because we're right. selling we're selling like clothes. We're not selling like ourselves. Mm. So it's yeah, it's based on a fit. But now it's like <laughs> there's no limits. Which I'm not like a huge proponent of because I do push for like a healthy lifestyle. So as a a mother of girls, when I walk into Target um, and I see these mannequins that are huge, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are we promoting here? Right. Like this is not like healthy and I don't want, I don't want my girls thinking like striving for this. It's not normal. Yeah, for sure. Did you see a lot of models transition into or did they sort of stay as a model? 
Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? I did. Because the money was better, right? Yeah. These girls are bringing in like 100K a month. It's insane. Even the guys. um, I have a friend of mine, um, a male model, and he showed me. He literally logged in his account, and he's making like 40,000. Wait, there's guys making money on only 40,000 a month. Which is like, and then I'm like, yeah, but like, are you getting naked? Like, what are you showing? He doesn't even get naked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm. That's impressive. Like, (laughs) I can't believe that's a thing. And it's just like, you know, having the conversations. And I think like primarily his audience is, um, they're gay guys. Oh, got it. But, um, That makes sense now. So you didn't make that transition. Though. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I think um, I have nothing against anyone that does. But for me, I just hold myself to a different standard. And I think that I have sexy stuff on Instagram and I have no problem with that. But mm-hmm. there's like a limit for me. Right. So cool. there is nothing nude of me um, like implied for like some print that I've done. But mm-hmm. and that was like hard enough as is for my kids. So right. I feel like a lot of people and like I said, I don't want to be judgmental. Um, sometimes I wish I could, Mm -hmm. but then I'm like, like, where's the limit, right? Like how much money do, how much money do I really need? I do great. And I'm so blessed and grateful for the life that I live. Do I need to be making a few million more? Right. Yeah. There's a limit. Yeah. Where is the limit? Yeah. So there's a limit where if you cross it, but you're selling your soul a little bit, you know? Yeah. And that's what I say, but I think that it doesn't resonate with some people. So, which is, which is fine. Like you do, you do you, but it's not like for me. That makes sense. And then it's like in some weird way, it, like I've met people and they're like, I'll, I'll give you 75. Like one guy offered me 75,000 cash just to see. Whoa. So my friend's like, um, I'll show him my. He's (laughs) like, I don't want to see your. I want to see her. But it's like, I can't. That's a lot. I know. But then looking back, sometimes I'm like, why am I like this? Is it, am I being dumb? Like, Mm. why don't I just show my Everyone has But I think there's always been like that part of me, Mm -hmm. um, like that little fire in me that like, no, you don't get to see that. Like that's for like my partner or like my husband someday. You're married, right? I'm not married. Oh, you're not? Mm -mm. No. Got it. Yeah. Man. I'm in a relationship, but not married. Yeah. That's good. Um, How do you move up the ranks in modeling? Is it like, I know cover models are important, right? Stacking Mm -hmm. those up. Is that kind of how you move up? Um, Yeah. Covers are are always good, but I really feel like what I learned in modeling is the relationships. So that's what's really important. Mm -hmm. And you're always going to have like the jobs that want to party with the girls or they want girls like that. And those are the brands and the companies that don't really align with me. Cause I'm kind of the girl that goes to work and I go back to my room and I want to read or like work out or do things like that. I'm not going to be the one that's going to go out and party with you and drink. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've lost jobs because of that. Um, but I've also built like a lot of respect in the industry. So they know what they're going to get when I show up, like I'm going to be on time. Like I may not be the skinniest. I may not be the prettiest, but Mm -hmm. no one's going to outwork me. So you know that when you give me a call time, like I'm going to be on time, like I'm not going to be tired. I'm not going to be hungover. So I feel like that's what's really propelled my career Mm -hmm. and why I've lasted so long in the industry. Yeah. Cause the average model probably doesn't last more than five years. I just 27. You're done so. At but 27? N- like, you, like back in, yeah, I would say like 20 years ago when like the supermodels were like a thing or mm-hmm. I don't know, like in the 80s when we had like all the supermodels, like it was Cindy Crawford, Claudia Schiffer, um, 
it's not like that anymore. Like I miss that and I wish our industry was geared more towards that because it was such a fun time. But I understand too, like we, we evolve, things change. Yeah. Um, but (laughs) yeah, I want to talk about this crazy transition into pistol shooting. Yeah. Model the pistol shooting. That's like insane. I'm telling you, like modeling has opened the doors for so many like it's just presented so many opportunities for me from like mm-hmm. travel to like even competitive shooting. Like I would have never been exposed to that world if it wasn't for modeling, right. which I, I hate and I love at the same, in the same sense. Right. So like, I don't want to bite the hand that feeds me cause it's provided so much opportunity for myself and my family, mm-hmm. but there's like a side of the industry that I'm not like a fan of and I don't side. really like fit in. That's the side I see on social media, the dark side of modeling. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of manipulation and yeah. money. Yeah. Which I can't, I feel like I just can't be like bought or bribed. Like it's great. Yeah. Someone else is going to take it, but it's not going to be me. Yeah. So how exactly did that happen? Did someone see you on a cover and invite you to a shooting event or something? Um. Okay. So I cast for a show in Australia. So um, my agent had come to me and they were like, hey, they're doing um, a show and we want you to audition for it. And I'm... I'm not about, like, the acting world at all. Mm. Not, like, a huge fan of, like, reality show. I don't even watch TV. So I'm like, well, tell me a little bit about the show. So she told me about, like, the weapons training. And so I was like, ooh. And I'm super competitive by nature. Love sports. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, well, let me look at it. And I said no in the beginning. And then something, it presented itself again. She said, they're going to be in Vegas. Just go to the casting. So Mm -hmm. I went to the casting, um, and then I ended up, like, making it. And then along the lines, it was, like, you're going to get to train with, like, the special forces and military. So Mm -hmm. I was just, like, all about the new skill. Um, Started training with, like, a lot of those guys, the Israeli special forces. I got to train with some of those guys. Wow. Um, And then I – I found out that like during that time, it's crazy because you have like the military side of shooting, right? And that type of training Mm -hmm. and then the competitive shooting, which most people don't know about. Mm. Like I knew nothing about competitive shooting. I didn't even know it was, was a sport. Like, yeah, it's an Olympic sport. Um, so I met, I was, I went into like a random gun shop. I met JJ Rakaza and he was like, you should shoot a match with me. Mm. And I was thinking, like all the like a lot of the military guys that I was training with at that time, like I hear them and I listen, and they kind of make fun of the competitive shooters. Like if you've ever seen like someone like shoot like a stage or a match, yeah. like I get it. Like they're like they, you look silly, you look ridiculous. <laughs> How did they shoot? Like it's, it's just like they're running around like oh, shooting okay. stuff. And oh, is that what uh, Keanu Reeves did? Yes, at, okay. at Taryn's. Um, yeah, yes, I saw at, that video. Yes, so Taryn has a range, and, and that's what they do. They shoot steel, you shoot cardboard, whatever. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I kind of <sighs> laughed at it, and I was like, eh, I'm more about, like, kicking down doors and blowing <laughs> up. Like, right. that's like my that's where I get my excitement. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just shoot one match with me. So I said, okay, I'll shoot a local match with you. I went out there and it. Yeah. So I thought I was like, like I'm good. I can. Sh- I'm shooting with these military guys. Yeah, yeah. It was such next level that I. It humbled me to where <laughs> I was like, "Whoa! I literally know nothing." Wow. So that's what like propelled me into that. And then just being so late in the game, 
most of these shooters, they've been shooting like, especially like, so Asia's a lot better than us. Like okay. they, they're, I would say like Russia, Asia, when I shoot like overseas, they dominate. Mm. They're, they win everything. But these kids are starting to train from such a young age. So it's mm. like four and five years old and they're on the range. Like, right. So when I saw that, I shot my first uh, major match in the Philippines and I was like, man, I should just quit now. Like wow. I'm never, like how do you catch up to that? Right. But then it just becomes like I'm really competing with no one but myself. So if I can come out here and finish and shoot all these stages, every time I shoot, I'm getting better. Mm. And most people never thought I'd even make it over there. Yeah. So That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Keanu do it. So it's like real bullets and everything, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the thing with like, okay, so the thing with competitive shooting, it's like it looks easy. So you go out to a range and you see like the setup. I think my uh, manager sent you some videos. Yeah. I, when I was just in Bali, I shot a match out there. So it looks simple. But then you put put someone behind you with a timer and then other people following you through this obstacle course. Mm-hmm. And pressure. It's so much pressure. Right. So it's kind of like shooting at someone when someone's shooting back at you. Wait, someone's like, following you? Yeah, they follow you with, they're not shooting at me, but they follow you with like a timer. Oh, and, got it. and you have to make sure that. Like if I'm shooting this way, like I my pistol, like my barrel can't break the 180. Oh. So at any like so we're doing reloads. I have to run back. Right. And your pistol has to remain like downrange at all times for safety it. reasons. For safety. So it's just like all these things. And when you really break it down and think about it, I'm like, man, every time we come out here, like someone could die. I was thinking that, yeah. You know? Because the even the recoil, right? I mean, the recoil's not gonna kill you, but um, I shoot 40s, so my recoil is a lot more than someone who's shooting nine. Got it. Um, like a nine. But do the bullets kind of ricochet sometimes? Sometimes or? they do off yeah. the steel. Like people have been like accidentally like oh, in the range. Oh, <laughs> So yeah, if you, which typically if the steel and the range is up kept properly, mm-hmm. I mean, accidents can happen anywhere, right? Yeah. So I'm not trying to detour anyone from the sport by any means, but I mean, it's, we get in our car every day and you could get in an accident and it's die. True. So, yeah. I mean, I was shooting, it's so crazy. I was shooting a match um, in Thailand and it happened to f- rain. Mm. And one of the, our, like their, their mosquitoes were like ridiculous. It was <laughs> so crazy. Someone got bit by a mosquito yeah. and f- died what got, like, <laughs> from a mosquito from a mosquito he got dengue like the oh my god that virus so i'm like not safe anywhere that's terrible so when you think of it in in that sense you're yeah. like wow but so sometimes mo- i do I, i'm out there shooting and i'm like any like we all have like loaded weapons on us yeah. it's like hundreds of people at any point in time someone could could just go yeah. crazy yeah right? the money must be insane then for the risk to be um, yeah, so that's that's the thing. I think it's, um, you know, we're not getting paid like what the NBA is paying yeah. or or that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you could really make a living off of it. Like you're in- Oh, so it's not that good. Yeah, like endorsement deals and your sponsorship deals are, they can be lucrative. But mm-hmm. I think, I mean, the best shooter in the world is like Eric Graffel and he's based out of Paris and I and I think JJ Ricasa is definitely mm-hmm. the top. He's in uh, Florida, but I mean we're we're not bringing in. Damn, I guess because it's like newer, right? It's like pickleball, almost kind of a newer. Oh my sport. god, pickleball! Like 
what is up with that? <laughs> I played. It's actually kind of fun. Do you love it? I don't love it, but it's it's, it's fun. Cool. I mean, if you're with your friends two on two, it's, yeah. it's definitely competitive. I have to try it. Yeah. I wouldn't well, like go all out on it. It's okay. more of just like a weekend activity. Like, do you have like a... There's like $250 rackets. Yeah. Do you have a legit or does it matter? No, no it definitely matters. Like okay. you can put spin on it if you have a nice racket. Okay. Because so I, I bought the get... Walmart one at first and they destroyed me. So okay. I had to... So I say the same with like our pistols. Yeah. Like if you want to go shoot average, go get a Glock. Mm -hmm. Not to say that there aren't people that can't shoot, you know, great with a Glock, but in my concealed carry is a Glock. So I'm not hating on Glock, but um, if you want like something next level, like, yeah. Oh, so you can use different guns at the competition. Yeah. So there's different, um, yeah, you shoot like standard or open. Like I shoot iron sights, so mm. some people shoot with like a red dot. Right. I like. Wouldn't to that be way easier? It is easier. So I like to torture myself, and <laughs> I want to shoot iron sights in forty. Okay. So, <laughs> so make it a little difficult. So yeah, I like when you see someone shoot before me that's like shooting an open gun. They're mm. running through a stage, and they're like da 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 da, and then I get up and I'm like da da. That's fun. Da da, because I it takes me a little longer to like pick up my yeah. sight when I'm shooting at distance. Wow. I hate it. I hate it, but I love it because <laughs> it, it's definitely instilled like a level of discipline. Nice. Yeah. I got to ask this question because when I was researching you on Google. Yeah. Did you know someone made an AI chatbot of you? No. That's what, so like, what does funny. that even mean? So there's an AI chatbot. On, on, if you Google your name, it's on the first page. Okay. Someone made an AI that basically talks as if they're you. Okay. So they compiled all your posts on social media, put it into an AI. And the guy's obsessed with you so much, I guess, that he wants to feel like he's talking to you. So he made a bot for other people to talk to it. So do other people talk to it? And yeah, there's a whole Reddit thread. There's like tons of people like talking to you. That's freaking So you got crazy. some fanboys. Yeah. 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 I was like, damn, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Huh. You might have to reach out to the guy who made it. Yeah. How do you find him? I, I mean, know. I'm sure we it can find Reddit, him, It was on Reddit, yeah. We could probably find him. Yeah. Damn. I mean, there's like a ton of like fake accounts and then i get like the messages like i've been giving you money for a year and Ooh. i'm like wait you have not been giving me money sugar daddy <laughs> or yeah like, <laughs> i've sent you thousands of dollars in itunes cards i'm like mm. itunes cards if you want to send anything send me like baskin robbins <laughs> <laughs> who still uses itunes yeah i don't know what the I heck know, i used but... that when i was like 10 right yeah <laughs> well i guess yeah that was like like a thing everyone was, i don't know yeah well, what's next for you? I saw you just came back from Bali. That looks sick. Yeah, we had an incredible time in Bali. I was there probably like three weeks too long. Mm. Um, Did I you missed... get sick? Okay, I want to know why Why do you ask that? Everyone Every... that goes there gets sick. Everyone in my group got sick except for me. Wow. Yeah. From the water. I should. think it's from the water. And yeah. they were set on, like I brushed my teeth with the water. Yeah. I, and usually I'm like a weirdo. Like I'll use the bottled water. Mm -hmm. But I don't drink. Well, I only drink water and coffee so um but i didn't drink the coffee there unless i used like bottled water to make my right. own coffee so that could be it um yeah it could have been the coffee then maybe they use tap water in it th they probably do yeah but i don't drink soda so there was no ice um nothing like that but everyone in my group got right could have um, been the ice too got sick like they call it bali gut yeah that's why i'm scared to go there because really you get, you get sick for a week when you get it right it's like yeah it doesn't go like away. you they could not get out of bed. They're throwing oh, up, man. nauseous. Like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think I have like a gut of steel. Wow. Because I, 
even the my girlfriend that was staying with me, um, she would brush her teeth with bottled water, and I just I'm like lazy, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Damn. But when I get back from anywhere um, like that, I always do like a parasite cleanse. Yeah, that makes so. sense. Well, uh, anything you want to promote or close off with? Um, no, I, I think your studio is amazing. Thank you so much for having me, and yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Jamie. It was a yeah. fun episode. Yeah, cool. Thanks for watching, guys. I'll see you next time. Peace.